1: We're from the town with a great football team. We cheer the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tucknall and all his friends are all on the feet Go out and get them Steelers. Bradshaw and Rocky and Frank.
2: And welcome everybody here to another Steel podcast for Behind the Steel Curtain. I'm your host, Charles the Prodigy Richie, as we got another good show lined up here. As you can catch me here every week, contribute for Behind the Steel Curtain of SB Nation. I can be followed online on Twitter, you can follow me at Prodigy Richie. And today we got a great lineup to get into, as this has been a very interesting week. It's the new start of a new year. For the NFL, which officially began yesterday as of 4 o'clock Eastern time. And trust me, there have been some moves being made made throughout the league. One of them that was uh, really interesting, too, when you look outside the Steelers, you look at a guy like Kirk Cousins, who's actually with the Minnesota Vikings right now. Who's actually right now, he's got like a contract right now. Where he he's uh finally get gets his money, it may not be for no five year deal that you usually see around the league, but this guy right now he is uh definitely one of the guys right now who's been who's been taking a big gamble on himself year after year and when you think of this guy, what he's been able to do as far as his career as far as like trying to take his team to the promised land hasn't won a playoff game. And you look opposite where the Minnesota Vikings finished up about a year ago where they had Case Keenum over a guy like uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And now, for the most part, when you look at a team like the Vikings right now, you got to wonder how much did their stock go up signing a guy like that with uh, Kirk Cousins who has no playoff ex- playoff win. But uh, right now he's uh, got a guaranteed contract. Right now, and he's going to be making eighty-four million. And boy, this guy has waited a long time. So that's going to definitely be the question: Was this due for a guy like Ben Rosper, who's actually willing to restructure his deal, even though he's still quote unquote taking it year to year? Well, anyway, we got a lot of good, fun, exciting stuff to get into. I'm going to be joined here shortly by Jacob Klinger. He's a beat reporter for PenLive.com. And he's uh, one of the guys, you can follow him online at Jacob underscore Klinger underscore. That's capital J, capital K. And he's going to discuss right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers as far as their offseason, as far as what they need to pay attention to in the draft picks. But anyways, we start off the show once again here as we take it focusing back to the Steelers. Right now, they've definitely made some uh, moves here within the week. And a few of them were quite expected. I mean, you look at a couple of guys right now. William Gay, second all-time in their interceptions, returned for touchdown. Starts 16 games in all 11 seasons that he has played. be interesting to see how he gets ranked as far as, like, Steelers secondary. He's been around the block for a long time, but I got to imagine how much you're going to try and get younger. You still got a guy like Joe Hayden, who's going to still be entering year number two with this team. But then how... Guys like Artie Burns, Sean Davis, the youth movement being moved on with the secondary. How are they going to continue to step up? Despite still needing their linebacker needs and their safety position, still a lot of questions to be determined how they're going to figure this out, either via trade or for the draft. Right now they do officially got Le'Veon Bell. As we remember, he's got his $14.5 million tag he has signed It'll be really interesting to see how the Steelers if they're going to make any more moves at this point in time. R- really good g- good to see that the draft is coming up around the corner. But as you take a look at the other list, you got a couple other names. You got Mike Mitchell and Robert Golden. I got to tell I got to be honest, with you the one guy that really surprised me in my mind was Robert Golden. I'm surprised he has gone for his four seasons that he's been here. 27 years old, has not cracked the age of 30. He's made a lot of playmaking plays on special teams, which is usually what his specialty has been. Really sad to see that guy go. But one other guy that we I just mentioned a moment ago who was expected was a guy like Mike Mitchell, 30 years old, who's really, uh, they say that for him it came down his uh, health was probably more one of the factors that let him go, but also a cap figure. He carried over a little over $3.1 million in dead cap where the Steelers are going to have to be responsible for They're going to have to carry over. But they do save about $5 million. And right now, currently, they are at close to $4 million in team salary cap space with all 51 on the roster. So, again, once again, I can be followed at Project Richie. And once again, you can check out my blogs I'm Behind the Steel Curtain for SB Nation. As we uh, get ready to move along here, uh, one of the other highlights that stood out this week, too, Fitzgerald Toussaint, who's actually been with the Steelers for the past four years in his own way as well, being back behind Le'Veon Bell. It's
0: so hot outside. Time to go bowling. Stay cool at Bowlero. With air-conditioned lanes, ice-cold beer, and a striking selection of signature cocktails, roll in, chill out, and have fun. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials.
2: I was really interested to see what's going to be happening with James Conner, who's still recovering from his injury towards the end of the season. But then S- Stephen Ridley, who they signed in the last latter part of the year, who he came on against the finale. I got the Cleveland Browns. When Le'Veon Bell sat out. And Le'Veon Bell. It's really going to be an intriguing summer. They got to about July 16th. I believe it is. To get still try and get a deal done. Almost at this point. I don't know if it's going to be happening this year. But he's willing to back down from his. Quote unquote. frets of sitting out the season. Or for half the season I should say. Excuse me. But also just. He, he's planning on skipping training camp once again, if he's still tagged. I I, I got to wonder how much that's going to still, that that bar is a Steelers organization or fans. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But again, this uh, Steelers season is definitely going to be interesting. There's definitely been a lot of noteworthy moves so far on the defense. Really have not been so much on the offense, which is surprising. And you got to believe you, a lot of people saw this coming when, they had the eye open there when they had that playoff loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. With, with the Steelers right now, at this point in time, you got to believe a lot of people saw us coming. But remember, you should also got a guy like Todd Haley right now, who's the offensive there for the Cleveland Browns. Just snagged away also a former offensive lineman. Talk about Chris Hubbard, who's signed a five year, 37 million-dollar deal with the Cleveland Browns. And that, that, I think that's going to be an interesting one. S- so right now at this point in time, Stewart's who definitely had a top offensive line. I- I just, I'm just i just curious where if there's going to be any more former Steelers over time or some key-name key players. They got a guy like uh, Tyrod Taylor signed, Jarvis Landry. I got to tell you, they look like so far they're building up a legitimate team. Still wait and see what they do in the season. At the same time, a lot of people came to accept this Cleveland Browns team who's returned back to the NFL in 1999, who's only made the playoffs, believe it or not, one time since coming back. And obviously waited a long time. No fun going through a winless season. I don't blame anybody for that. I don't wish that upon anybody. But you got to believe this is going to be more of a revamped team. It's it's no one that I don't think anyone wants to see take lightly at this point. I believe the Steelers still got to stay on their game and really be careful. Definitely cut some big, like I just mentioned a moment ago, you got Mike Mitchell, you got William Gay, and Robert Golden at this point in time who has been released from the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I think a lot of that too, they're trying to help cover that tag for a guy who's probably one of the arguably the most valuable Steeler on this team, this offense in Le'Veon Bell. Can't really argue that so much when you look at what he's did when he wasn't healthy that one year, 2015 wildcard team. I guess that's the biggest difference you could say and probably arguably losing the AFC championship game. I don't think that will really matter too much if they will got pressure on Brady. All right, well, we're getting ready to move along. And right now, join me on the line. I currently got Steelers beat report of penlive.com I'm talking about none other... Then Jacob Klinger to uh, preview the Pittsburgh Steelers offseason moves that have been made, especially the few noble ones throughout the week. He can be followed on Twitter at Jacob underscore Klinger underscore. That's capital J, capital K. Jacob, thank you very much. And once again, for joining me on the Men Steel podcast. And how's everything going today? I'm all right. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, can you, can you believe it or not? Uh, this this year is going to be marking the 10 year anniversary of the Pittsburgh Steelers' last Super Bowl team in 2008. What memories uh, st- stand out for you right now in this offseason as they even try and prepare, and hopefully bring home a uh, seventh one this season?
1: Oh uh, well, I think it's I think it's important to remember that that team, you know, ran the ball okay, and the Steelers. Uh, until today, only had one running back who touched the ball in an NFL game that was contractually obligated to be with the team in training camp. Maybe I'm not, because he has not signed a franchise diet tender. And James Conner, one guy, uh, just going into the second season. All oh, from off an MCL, uh, surgery. And until they signed for to time, that was it. There was, like, a practice club guy hanging around, but, um, that's that's
2: the thing that strikes me the most uh, right now. Cool. Other than that, right now, speaking of which, we stay with that 2008 uh, Steelers team who won their last Super Bowl. Real quickly, uh, William Gay. He was one of the cuts that just been released this week. Uh, it was sure sure to be expected as a matter of time. But where do you rank him all time as far as in Steelers franchise history as a secondary?
1: Uh, pretty deep and in, in a long second tier of players who were solid had some longevity could do a couple different things uh, but you know we're never truly great corners um, he's, he's definitely not up the rhythm up of onto of the world
2: okay and uh, also too uh, right now speaking of uh, cuts real quick uh, there's the names of as we just mentioned a few moments ago William Gay, Mike Mitchell, Robert Golden. If you had to choose off those list of names right now at this point in time, who who would you think stood out as most surprising release this week?
1: Probably Robert Golden, and not because he was particularly good last season, but simply because the stewards only saved so little by cutting him. Once you accounted for displacement, I think the cap saving number for him was about $955,000, um, which you know, it's real cap money, but, uh, in NFL terms, it's hard. I just really it to show you how up
2: against it the students are in terms of being able to play ball at all in free agency this year. Frankly, they're not, and they're desperate enough to cut a guy like Golden to try and just get a little more regular. Once again, we're, uh, talking right now with Spiel- Steelers beat reporter of PennLive.com, Jacob Klinger. Also, as uh, we move on to, in, uh, this year when we uh, take a look at everything going on with this uh, team. And uh, right now we're uh, looking at the draft picks. And I was looking at Walter football and there you got right now in their first uh, four rounds, they got Lamar uh, Jackson quarterback out of Louisville. They got Terrell Edmonds and round number two, Jordan Whitehead and Harrison uh, Phillips. All these uh, list names so far as being projected is who do you like to see most in those early rounds to target? Edmonds would
1: be a great get for them. My concern is that I don't know if he will make it to, uh, to pick number 60 where the Steelers have their second-round pick. Um, you know, he, he's one of those guys, and I see this with a lot of safeties, where okay, he's good, he can help the team. He's probably not a first-round pick most years, but the Steelers need some help with safety, and the the whole draft class is kind of short on safety. So you sort of reach a little bit and say, listen, like this is what we need. We think we're this close. Uh, the Steelers would, would probably tell you no.
2: They don't do that. Uh, but they might, you know, do that. Also, too, let's uh, go back to the offense right now. The offense pretty much yeah. seemed to have got, like, some pre I will not necessarily say favorable consideration in the off offseason despite how the defense collapsed in the playoffs. But right now we just looked at Kirk Cousins right now, who I just mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show. He's signing a three-year – Eighty-four million guaranteed contract with the Minnesota Vikings. With that being said, and Ben Roethlisberger is still willing to restructure his contract, do you think the Steelers are willing to like uh, give him highest value in his remaining years, or what, what, what's your prediction with that, with Ben and the team? It's
1: kind of getting to a spot where it's not a matter of does the team need to do it, and the answer. Not quite yet. I've seen a lot of people suggest, well, why don't they rework his contract to give the Steelers, you know, some more cap space? For that to work, for that to even make sense for both parties, you would have to add years to his contract. Steelers have been clear they don't want to be going year to year. Um, with Ben Roethlisberger, who has said that he's going to go year to year with whether or not he's going to keep playing professional football, um, so at some point you would have to see the Steelers... Get a multi-year extension done with Roethlisberger uh, to kick any of that money back, and and frankly, uh, the way things are, are looking at the moment, I, I just don't, I don't see the team being able to pay him top dollars, um, you know, for for his play. Not that he hasn't been worth it by and large, but I just you're not going to see the Steelers, I think, breaking the quarterback market over over a quarterback who's got, what, a
2: couple of years left? Right now, once again, we are currently speaking with Steeler Beat Reporter at PennLive.com, Jacob Klinger. Also, I was reading up on your article earlier today, and I looked Uh-oh. at one of the names as far as the quarterback draft prospects Steelers have been looking at, Mason Rudolph. And yeah. I, I hear he's pro- projected to probably go as second round what, what happened? I thought he was like a first-round. Uh, wh- why is he being up to a second-round pick at this point, most likely?
1: Uh, we may have even talked about this in years past. The one thing I always noticed in the in the lead-up to the NFL draft, particularly with quarterbacks, is that guys, and this is specific to quarterbacks, guys will be projected as second-round picks, third-round picks, fourth-round picks, because someone says, that's what their actual value is. The NFL teams just cannot help themselves. Uh, when it comes to guys they could conceivably build a team around, you know, at least positionally in theory, and uh, they end up going much, much higher uh, than they're supposedly projected to uh, earlier in the draft. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he slips up in the first round just because teams get thirsty for quarterbacks, you know. Um, now, I don't think the Steelers would take him in the first round. But if he if he is there in the second and the Steelers got an entire linebacker and they've convinced themselves that JJ Wilcox is a good idea at strong or free safety, um, then yeah, maybe maybe they go there. But, um, I don't know. It's always just it's always so hard for me to believe that guys are gonna stay, you know, on the board that long. You hear you hear so much about oh, the my Jackson's gonna drop to such and such. Is he? Uh, because because seems they can't help themselves. unless well, my draft is
2: pretty decent, but that's neither here nor there. Also, too, uh, we look at a guy like Martavis Bryant, who Kevin Colbert, who's denied that he's been in trade talks, but do you still find it surprising and intriguing that he's still being possibly brought up uh, through sources that something could be worked out? Uh, what's your take on that? Do you think you could probably see a trade in the draft or still in the offseason? you still see him? has viable future with this team still, despite all that.
1: Well, whoever's, whoever's bringing that up is, is frankly full of it. What happened in that situation is the reporters uh, floated the idea of, of him, if, of the if the Steelers would trade him. And someone got an answer of, oh, well, we would never say no to anything. People are off the open, da 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 That became extrapolated into so the Steelers would consider trading with him. Uh And then then a bunch of phone calls came in from Montez Ryan to the Steelers, and the Steelers said no, no. He's too good of a player for he to be willing to offer. And the Steelers aren't too too level uh, to to be taking that kind of risk. Frankly, his trade value just isn't high enough. Uh, you know, if he wanted out mid season, and I think you know if it had to be offers at the time. Maybe they would have looked into it then. But frankly, he's one of the most talented receivers on the face of the earth. So he just barely have to play anything in NFL play. Uh, to keep him for this one more year? No, I think he's gone after the season. Absolutely, uh, his contract is up, and and Steelers have uh, uh, extending receivers other than Antonio Brown, maybe Hunt Ford. You know, in recent years, but uh, it's it's just going to be way way too hard to get rid of him this year, uh, and then far too easy to lose him in 2013.
2: Also, too speaking of releases earlier, and I know the Steelers. What was that, Jacob? Were you saying something? I'm sorry. Oh, dude, no! I was, I was,
1: just, I was nodding along and uh No problem
2: at all. Okay. Uh, we I was. I was mentioning earlier about releases and one of the ones that seemed like it was maritime to happen too. Another guy, but this was a coaching position. I'm talking about offensive square, Todd Haley. How much do you yeah. think, uh, Todd Haley? How much do you yeah, think? Yeah. Do you think that was a mistake? Steelers let him go. Now he's with the arch rival Browns. What do you see him doing as far as? Damage in that division, or for competing head to head against Steelers. Thoughts on that? No, oh, I'm sure he's,
1: sure he's going to beat the Steelers one of these days, and it's going to be hilarious when he does. Because I mean, it's pretty clear that Ben Roethlisberger was pretty happy to see him go. So he said all the nice things afterwards, but uh, he said, you know, dozens of, of things that would be considered as bordered on the un, bordered and beyond the unprofessional uh, about his offensive coordinator in the years prior to that uh, you know the list pipes here and there after games had uh, they come from another quarterback in another city uh, So, yeah I mean I don't know that it was the wrong move because like all things considered that offense bigger is a franchise quarterback I'd be bad happy uh, I guess you gotta sometimes you gotta accommodate you've seen the series do that uh, but I mean he's, he's a good coach um, and there's there's a lot of respect from him Vivian Bell talked about the respect he has for him uh, when he did his Instagram uh, chat not so long ago. So, I mean, yeah, they're putting together some offensive weapons. Uh, Todd Haley gets the coach Chris Hubbard again, and uh, and and there's just so much talent like, going into Cleveland. I mean, I'll be surprised if the Browns don't, the Browns and Todd Haley specifically don't beat the Steelers uh,
2: one of these years coming up soon. And uh, lastly, before we uh, wrap up and close you out here, once again, he, he can be followed at jacob underscore clinger un- clinger underscore I uh, can't resist asking this but right now March Madness uh, tournament going on I know you're from the New York and uh, Syracuse they just won a game yesterday do so you get a chance to fill your bracket right now and who you got taking it all right now if you had to say early on I actually so yeah I went to Syracuse
1: They don't deserve to be in this tournament but then they go and win the playing games. so like joke's on me um and then, secondly, I I have Cincinnati winning it all. Um, I I'd fill out my bracket in about like five minutes. Uh, right, it's the sort of deadline was moving to fill out brackets for for one little pool. And then, um, yeah, I got Cincinnati. I think beating Duke in the final, like 69-63 or
2: something. I guess great minds speak alike. Uh, Duke is uh, probably my favorite to win at all at this point. I'm the uh, coach. I'm a coach K guy all day, every day with Coach Kraszewski. Well, once
1: oh, man. I mean he's good. I'm good, he's good.
2: Hey, but one one thing he will have in common with the Steelers, though, if he does win it, he'll have that sixth championship, and you know Steelers can relate to that when it comes to uh, title town and there, especially with Lombardi's. Well, Jacob, I just want to say thank you once again for uh, taking time out your time to join me here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Uh, just want to say, keep up the great work. And, and feel for everybody, for more articles and updates. He is a Steeler Beat Report for PenLive.com. Jacob, I thank you very much. Uh, look forward to catching up with in the season and uh, enjoy the tournament, my man.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on. Likewise.
2: All right, Jacob. Always a pleasure staying in touch. You take care now. Thank you, And once again, uh, that was Jacob Klinger of uh, PenLive.com. Been a wonderful guest. I've been having this guy on from the beginning here. I had him on a few times on my shows here in Chicago, on Chicagoland Sports Radio. Had a pleasure talking with him on Steeler Football. Yeah, and I just wanted to touch back up on that comment we just made a moment ago with uh, Todd Haley. Like I said, I mean, that was one of the things I mentioned earlier on, and he's he's the offensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. And I, I got to believe, I mean, yeah, it's one thing that Ben Roethlisberger, who's been like probably one of the guys – relieved to see him move on, but at the same time, you still got him staring you in the face in the division. I, and it, I, I think the games where you really got to be concerned about when you go head-to-head head with them. Look, the, I don't care if they're 0-16 or what losses they tripped up with them before in the past. Remember, they had a couple of few goose eggs before in Cleveland at points in their career, with the last loss coming in 2014 by Brian Hoyer who's running around them and fooling them. And if I remember, I don't remember the Steelers getting any touchdowns in that game. And that was three years ago. Well, going on four years ago, let me take that back. But still, I think it's got to be a concern right now where I think the Steelers need to stay on top of their toes here in this AFC division with everything going forward. But anyway, as we move on here in the Mass Steel podcast here with me, Charles Prager ritchie You can follow me on Twitter, at Project Richie. And when we uh, swing things back around, we take a look at And one of the things, too, let's go back to the defense here. A guy like Mike Mitchell, who's uh, been playing every game, I just wanted to say this about him. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be one of the guys that probably stands up for him. This guy's been healthy every season, with the exception of last year. Only missed three games. Does he get beat on passes? Yes. Does he get burned up the middle? Yes. By asking this Steeler Nation. At the same time, and I get it. He he's been one of those guys where whenever you see a pass going deep, get burned, where it's got a Tom Brady or Blake Bortles team or whatever team with a good arm. I I must ask you this. How's he any different from any other characters that was on this franchise before? When we look at the likes of Greg Lloyd, Kevin Green, I mean, shoot. I mean, this guy right here was a guy that was ready to play hard and was always ready to suit up each and every day. The thing I still liked about him is he's still a big physical guy. And he could still produce. I just think, where are you going to slot him at? I mean, are you going to try and slot him up in another position, another safety position? Or do you even think about considering the idea of having him up on the front as a defensive end or a linebacker? I think of a guy with Mike Mitchell who's been a very good, respectable veteran presence on this team. I mean, he signed a five-year, $25 million deal. And I think the biggest play I always remember him for was in 2015 against the Arizona Cardinals, which was at home when Ben Roethlisberger was still hurt, made a game, a pretty much one of the game-saving interceptions in the end zone against Carson Palmer in that game in Heinz Field, and and I think right there, Mike Mitchell, he's had his uh, moments here in Pittsburgh with everything. Mike Mitchell has also been one of those guys where he has definitely worn his heart in his sleeve. And and despite wearing his uh, emotions on his sleeve, I I know one of the things where he got a little frustrated was against Tyler Eifert on Monday Night Football where he was making the comment where this is not football. And he he got frustrated with the fish as far as being hits or helmet to helmet or whatever. And he's just been frustrated with the flags and the fines. But this guy right here, he's uh, been able to do a nice contribution. He's been a good tackling machine in my eyes. Making 342 tackles in all, so far right now, in four of his seasons. I, I think the thing is with Mitchell, he definitely gave you some presence. He gave you a little bit of toughness for this defense. I think that's one thing I think that's going to be missed. And it's going to be real interesting to see how that gets replaced. So I got, I got to tell you right now, the Steelers have yet to this day, even with the youth movement on the secondary, yet to prove. And I got to be honest with you, the defense, I think they're going to be good, but there's going to definitely be some cracks once again. Where where are the chinks going to be on the armor this year? And I, I get a little worried where you have these young guys, I think you still need that veteran presence around you. I mean, pretty much the veteran you got around you right now, I guess you could say, at this moment of time, when you look at this overall team and where they head into this year as far as where they go, I probably have to say one of the guys that I would definitely look at a lot, you probably want to lean on your shoulder a little bit, you got a guy like, you got a guy like Cam Hayward. And you got Vince Williams and Joe Hayden. I guess you could say those are like your pieces right there as far as like your veteran guys right now up to this point. But it's definitely going to be tough trying to replace a guy like Ryan Shazier going in this offseason, especially for the draft. So that's going to do it here. That's going to be a wrap here for this edition of the Men of Steel podcast. And I want to just uh, take the time to say thank you to Jacob Klinger for uh, joining me here. On this episode here today, continue to keep things in track. We'll continue to see what happens in the development and I'll continue to bri- provide some more updates. You can also check out my blogs once again on Behind the Steel Curtain. You can follow me at Prodigy Richie and you can also check me out on my Facebook page, Charles John Richie. Also, make sure to check me out on Chicago Land Sports Radio every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. on On Deck. Here more is right now. We're gonna be uh, covering local happenings right now with uh, sports, uh, March Madness, of course, and then, uh, of course, football off season. But as we leave you, don't be trolling, be rolling. Oh, yeah.
1: See you.
0: From an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the
0: limo when we lost track of time.